you. Amen. But I'm going to ask you now to open your Bible. Amen. In the book of Luke, chapter 9. Hallelujah. You know, what a wonderful move of the Holy Spirit this morning. Now, Jesus has, um, has the victor's crown. Amen. And if He has the victor's crown, there's no, no way I'm going to be a- anywhere else. There's no one else I'm going to follow but the one with, who is victorious. Amen. Luke chapter 9, verse 57 to 63, if I could ask you to stand um, for the reading of the world, word of God. Luke chapter 9, verse 57 to 62. It says, And it came to pass that as they went in the way, a certain man said unto him, Lord, I will follow thee whithersoever thou goest. And Jesus said unto him, Foxes have holes, and birds of the air have nests. But the Son of Man has not where to lay his head. And he said unto another, Follow me. But he said, Lord, suffer me first to go and bury my father. Jesus said unto him, Let the dead bury their dead. But go thou and preach the kingdom of God. And another also said, Lord, I will follow thee. But let me first go bid bid them farewell, which are at home at my house. And Jesus said unto him, No man having put his hand to the plow, and looking back is fit for the kingdom of God. Let us pray. Father in heaven, in the name of Jesus Christ, Lord, we seek your face this morning. We want to touch your throne, Lord Jesus. And we want to ask, Lord mighty God, for the mighty move of your spirit in this place this morning. And I pray, Lord, that you would let your will be done in this place, Lord God. I pray, Lord, that you would move us by your word, Lord Jesus. Move us by, your, by, by the move of your Holy Spirit in this place, Lord God. And I pray, Lord, that we would give this time, Lord Jesus, to you only, mighty God. I pray, Lord Jesus, that you would help us, Lord, that we would focus on your word. Hallelujah, Jesus. Have your way, Lord. And I pray, Lord mighty God, that you would anoint this vessel. That, that, I, that if I deliver your word, Lord Jesus, it would fall on good grounds, Lord mighty God. So that it would bring forth fruit. In Jesus' name we pray. Have your way, Lord, in Jesus' name. Amen. You may be seated. Thank you for standing. Now, I'm glad that I'm, I'm three of my nephews are here. Are you, my wife and my, I used to bring these boys when they used to go to Sunday school. Amen. And they, they're all taller than me now. Amen. Hallelujah. They just make me short, made me shorter. I know they're not tall. I'm just short. That's all. Uh, this morning I titled my message, Put Your Hand on the Plow and Look Ahead. You know, no, I believe God is about to do greater things in this church. And I know I'm not saying this just to say this, but I believe that he's, I'm going to do great things. And he's already been doing great things in this place. Now, I just want to tell you this morning that if you feel that you have a calling in your life, amen, don't take it lightly. Seek for, for advice, seek for assistance, amen, amen. And I truly believe that if you um, seek for advice, God is going to use you mightily if you give yourself to Him, amen. Now, let's not look back when we put our hand on the plow, amen. On the things, let's not look back on the things that we have left behind. Amen? It's time to, to take the plow. And I, I would explain what this plow means to us this morning. Because God has given me this and I couldn't really understand what this plow is. Amen? You know, so we have to put our, our hands on the plow and, th- and put our eyes on the, on the things of God. Amen? Put, put, put our eyes on the things that God has placed in our heart. Amen? Even into the ministry 
that God has called us for. Now I want to tell you this morning that God has laid this message upon my heart and He wants to speak to someone this morning. I want to tell you this morning that God has laid this message in my heart so that I can bring this to you. God is ready to do something in your life. But are you ready? Are you ready this morning to follow the leading of the, lead, of the Lord Jesus Christ? No, we need to keep our aim in the right direction. We are called not for ourselves only, amen, but we are called to be witnesses. So we, are, we all need to participate in the ministry of the kingdom of God. You are not called just to sit here. You are called to do something. You are called to be a witness for the king of kings, amen. Now first, we need to keep our eyes toward the direction God wants us to go and to place our heart where He wants, where he wants us to be, amen. You know, Brother Simon asked me if I could um, preach for you this morning when I come to Perth, when I come for visit. You know, if I've um, got a lot of preaching messages prepared and I have already used them. But I could prepare a message about the resurrection, about Easter, I mean, about the death, burial, resurre- and resurrection of Jesus Christ. But I have a message for you this morning. Now, I could have picked the preaching that I've used, but I didn't because God has something for you. The best message I can bring you this morning is what, what God has laid upon my heart. Hallelujah. Especially for this church. You know, every one of us have passed, amen? The life that we used to enjoy, because that's the only life we, we knew. But God has called us for this, for this day, amen? So for, God has called us for the ministry. God has called us for Himself, not for anyone else, but, but for Himself. Amen? You, you may be here because... Oh, oh, um, because it's your, the first, it's your first time here. Maybe your first time here. Or maybe you're here before even God called me to the ministry. B- before I became a member of this church. But I want to tell you this morning that it doesn't matter. If you are a visitor, new, or if you have been here for a long time. I just want to tell you this morning that God has reserved something for you. Now after this morning's service, I want you to stop looking back. I want you to put your hand on the plow and look ahead. Amen. We need to look ahead for what God has promised us. Amen. Because He has promised us an eternal life. Don't look back where God picked you up. Don't ever look back in your past. Amen. That you would decide to go back. Don't ever do that. Amen. Look back. Take your testimony. Amen. Take your testimony with you and left everything, leave everything behind. Hallelujah, Jesus. You must place your hand on the plow. And just look ahead. Now we are living in a godless society. We are called to be separated. Separated from this world. Amen. We can bring the church to the world. We can bring the sinners to the world. But sin needs to remain outside this door. Hallelujah Jesus. We call this building a church. But who's the church? You are the church. Amen. Plowing is not an easy task. It needs great determination. Control, concentration, and dedication. Amen. And when you are plowing, you need to watch um, the plow. Amen. And you need to control the oxen. Hallelujah. You need to make sure that the oxen are going where they're supposed to go. Amen. They have to walk a straight line. This is the reason why you put your hand on the plow. Amen. After this morning's service, like I said, don't put your hand on the plow and look back. Hallelujah. You, should look, you shouldn't look back anymore. Otherwise, you will have a, a, a crooked plow line. Amen. 
The most critical plow line is the very first line because if that is crooked, everything will not be straight. Amen? If you look back and holding that plow, you get the oxen in the front, it, the front, it will control your plow. It will control not only the plow, it will control you. Amen? You know, God has laid this message upon my heart again, but my problem was, how am I supposed to know what God wants me to talk? And, you know, I asked the Lord, Lord, reveal this message to me. I don't know what it was. I don't know how to, how to bring this message, but God has laid this upon my heart. Just bring this, um, this message to my people. Lord, what does this plow represent? You know, I asked the Lord, and He said, that's my word. That's my word. You know, the plow can probably represent many things. But for this message, he said, it's the word of God. You know, the Lord said, follow me. That's his word. Follow me. Amen. That's, that's, that's the plow that we are talking about this morning. And God speaks to us so often that we, sometimes we, we are unconscious of, of it. Son, let's go this way. Amen. Follow me. Have you ever thought of I'm um, committing to God, but there is something in the back of your mind that, that holds you back? You know, I can't just commit to the Lord because you know, I still have lots of plans. Or, or you don't want to commit to, to God because um, there are lots of things that you don't want to let go yet. Amen? That's the thing that would hold us back. The things that, that we are holding on. So we need to take our hands off that and put our hands on the Word of God. Hallelujah. No, the only thing that separates us from God is, the, the, the only thing that would separate us from God is to disobey the Word of God. That's the only thing that would separate us from God. If you let go of the Word of God. Now, with Adam and Eve, now the only thing that is um, between life and death and Adam and Eve or life or death between Adam and Eve is the word of God. Don't eat, he said. That's, what's only, that's what separates them from the, from the tree. Don't go there. Amen. Now, if you want to choose life, you need to obey the word of God. Amen. But if you don't want to choose the part of God, all you have to do is just disobey him. Amen. God knew that man would sin even before God created man. But he still created man. I believe that the tree of um, knowledge of good and evil has a purpose in that um, garden. God placed the tree in the garden to give Adam and Eve a choice. It's a choice of if you want to obey God or not, or if you love God or not. If you want to disobey God, eat the fruit. If you want to follow God, don't eat the fruit. It's just the word of God between them. No, we wouldn't know if, if we love our God genuinely if there's no other choice. Amen? So the tree that has a, has a purpose, and it's the same thing with the um, world that we are living today. The fruit from the only tree that they are bidden not to eat of must be very tempting to eat. Just like in our world today. There are temptations here, there, and everywhere. Amen? And, but your choice, if you would choose the world before God, that's up to you. Amen. You have a choice to, to serve God. You have a choice to live a life away from God. You know, I've, I've, um, while I was preparing this message, I, don't, I didn't know how to explain this to me. So I've, 
um, took a picture from the internet and if you could put that up please brother um, Daniel so that's a picture that uh, uh, if you can zoom that out so we can all see it thank you very much you know you gotta help gotta get hold of the word of God for you to be able to control your will so you can see in this photo your self will is that um, oxen and the word of God is between you and your self will your spirit, that's your spirit behind there, or yourself. Amen? So, I just want to get the idea of how am I going to um, deliver this word? How am I going to explain what God wants me to um, speak this morning? No, when you plow, you are conscious that you have to make a straight line. Amen? You didn't, you didn't go there to plow to play around. You have to make a straight line. Amen? Same with the Word of God. If you put your heart into the Word of God, amen, and I just want you to, it will, it will just make you want to do the right thing because it tells you um, what's good and what's bad. It will, if, if you put your heart into the Word of God, it will tell you that this is what you need to do. This is, what, this is my Word. You have to walk a straight line, a straight path. Amen. Because it's only, there's only one way that leads into um, everlasting life. One way, a straight way. Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah, Jesus. If you put your heart in the um, Word of God, it will make you conscious and it will help you control your will. Now, let me share you a story, and some of us probably familiar with us. You can take that down now, Brother Daniel. Now, this is the children of Israel. And if I could ask you, brother, if you could put um, 1 Samuel chapter 8. This is the children of Israel asking Samuel for a king to judge them. Because Samuel is getting old. Amen. So Samuel prayed and asked the Lord what to do. And the Lord said to him, listen to the voice of the people. And I'm going to read from verse 7 of chapter 8, 1 Samuel. So 1 Samuel chapter 8, verse 7 to 19. And the Lord said unto Samuel, Hearken unto the voice of the people in all that they say unto thee, for they have not rejected thee, but they have rejected me. So if you go to people and you bring them the word of God, it's not you that they are rejecting, but it's the word of God. You know, it says that I should not reign over them. So re they're rejecting God so, because they, they don't want God to reign over them. According to all the works which they have done since the day that I brought them up out of Egypt, even unto this day wherewith they have forsaken me and served other gods, so do they also unto thee. This is what people would do, that, do to us. Amen. If we would share the word of God, it's not us that they are rejecting, but it's the word of God. But it's God. Amen. Now therefore hearken unto this, their voice, howbeit yet protest solemnly. So you, listen to their voice, but tell them that this is not supposed to be protest against them protest that, um, from what they want to say to you what, what they want to tell you protest solemnly unto them and show them the manner of the, of the king that shall reign over them and Samuel told all the words the words of the Lord unto the people that asked him of a king you know I'm going to read from verse 11 but let's look at this in a spiritual sense Amen. I know this is talking about Saul, but let's look at this in a spiritual sense. And he said, verse 11, 
This will be the manner of the king that shall reign over you. If you don't want the Lord, if you don't want to listen to him, this is the king that will, that will reign over you. He will take your sons and appoint them for himself, for his chariots to be horsemen, and some shall run before his charge. I know most of, parent, most of the parents do the best that they can to lead their children to the Lord. But sometimes it's not the case. Amen? They, they, have, they have to make their own mind. They have to make their own decision. Amen? So this is for us parents as well. Verse 12, And he will appoint his captains over thousands and captains over fifties, and will set them to ear his ground. He is going to make them to work on the devil's ground, on the devil's field, which is the world. Amen. And to reap his harvest. What's his harvest? His harvest is those people that they would, he would lead, that the devil would lead to, to, to every lie of this world. Hallelujah. And to reap his harvest. Amen. And to make his instruments of war. What's his instruments of war? Every lie that you would hear. That the word of God is not this. It's not, that's not how you um, explain the word of God. The baptism is not important anymore. That being filled with the Holy Spirit is not important anymore. This is his devices. He, this is his instrument of war. Amen. An instrument of, of his chariots. This is a spiritual war. We're living in a, play, in a time that there's war between the saints of God, the church, and the world. The things of the devil. Amen. Hallelujah, Jesus. Verse 13, And he will take your daughters to be confectionaries, and to be cooks, and to be bakers. And he will take your fields, and your vineyards, and your oliveyards, even the best of them, and give them to his servants. We have to take note of these servants. And he will take the tent of your seed, and of your vineyards, and give to his officers, and to his servants. His servants again. And he will take your men servants, and your maidservants, and your goodliest young men, and your asses, and put them to his work. He will take the tent of your ship. What's the tent of a ship? It's our tithes and our offering. You know, most people give things to the things of the world. People are buying lots of things that they don't need. Amen? And, and then, then they would have lots of things in their, in their homes that, that they do not use, that they've never used, because the, the, the devil is taking their money. They're taking their, their tithes. Amen? The tenth part of our, our wages. Hallelujah. So he will take the tent of your ship, and ye shall be his servants, and you will become his servants. Now my view of the devil's servant is those that, that preach lies. Now think about the televangelists and mega church preachers. I don't think they are really concerned of the people's salvation. But they are more focused on themselves and money. You know, members of these organizations are giving money to these people. And these people are living in pleasure. They are living a life of a celebrity. You know, if our churches would have that amount of money to earn, I believe that we would be able to send more people to go into the mission fields and to be able to support them. Amen. But this is, these so-called preachers are living a luxurious life. They are living for themselves and they are living in flesh. Hallelujah. They have not kept the word of God in their hearts. Amen. They're leading people astray. They only have control of their self-will. Their self-will is to make money. Amen. And not to lead people to the king of kings. They are leading the people to, 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 to their king. To their king. 
This is the king that you're going to have if you go out in the world. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. They have not kept the word of God. They are most, they are self-contained. Um, Amen. They're self, they, they only th- do, do this for their own selves. Not for the people, not for the, for the king of kings, but for their king. Hallelujah. Hallelujah, Jesus. They don't care about the word of God. And they don't care about the plow, their plow lines. Amen. They don't, it doesn't matter if they walk crookedly as long they, as they can earn money. As long as they can lead people to, to destruction. Hallelujah. Help us, Lord Jesus. Help us, O oh Lord Jesus. Their focus is their self-will and not the word of God. So we need to focus on the plow. We need to focus on the word of God. Hallelujah. Verse 18 and 19 says, And ye shall cry out of that day because of your king, king of the world, because they have chosen not the Lord. Amen? And ye shall cry out on this day because of your king, which shall have chosen you. And the Lord will not hear you in that day. Nevertheless, the people refused to obey the voice of Samuel. And they said, Nay, but we will have our king over us. Which king would you choose? Now verse 18 tells me of the end of the world. There are many who have chosen um, their own will. Amen. And will choose the world before God. When the time comes, it will be too late for them. Hallelujah. Now with all the, the warnings in the world, with signs and wonders... That, we, that are evident in our end time, in this end time, amen. There are ma- still many that would rather do, um, or they would other, otherwise listen to the king of this world than to to listen to the word of God, amen. We need we need to um, look around, and even nature is telling us that the Lord is coming soon. Hallelujah, Jesus! If you choose the world, it will. Um, take everything from you. You will not even have time for your own selves. You will not even have time to read the word of God. You will not even have time to seek the truth. You will not have even time for your family. Hallelujah. You will not even have time to come to the, to the church. To, to fellowship with the, with the um, people of God. He will take things from you. Don't allow that to happen. Put your hand on the word of God. Put your hand here. Amen. This will make you straight line. This will give you a straight line to, towards the King of Heaven, towards the King of Kings. Hallelujah, Jesus. Hallelujah, Jesus. Now we are here for a purpose. Amen. We are here in this world for a reason. If we didn't need to be here, Jesus would have taken us from this place already. But we are here for a reason. Second Peter 3, 9 says, The Lord is not slack concerning His promise, as some men count a slackness, but is long-suffering to us, what? not willing that any should perish, but that all should come to repentance. God called us to follow Him because He is not willing that any, that any, not even but one, not even one, not any should perish, but all should come to repentance. Everyone. Amen. Hallelujah. We need to allow God to speak to us. We need the word of God because this will help us to control our self-will. Amen. So that we can have a straight plow lines. Hallelujah. You know, I was looking at that picture. And, you know, 
if you are not focused, if you're not holding on the word of God, you won't be able to control the, the plow lines. The, I mean, the line, the, the, the path you are walking through. If you, if, if you just let go of the plow and just control your will, it won't tell you that you're going straight. Amen? But you know, you would have a control over your um, self-will if the word of God is closer to you than your self-will. Hallelujah. Hallelujah, Jesus. He doesn't want that any should perish. Amen. We need to put our hands on the plow and fasten our eyes on it because it's the word of God. It will straighten our path. Amen. It will straighten our plowing. Amen. Every commandment in the Bible will straighten our direction. And this will help our steps to be in order according to the word of God. Hallelujah. We are living in a godless society. And living as a Christian is like plowing. We need to be focused because Satan will throw lots of curveballs to you. Amen. And let me go back to our text this morning. Luke chapter 9, 57 to 62. And it came to pass that as they went in the way, a certain man said unto to him, Lord, I will follow thee whithersoever thou goest. And Jesus said unto him, Foxes have holes, and birds of the air have nests, but the Son of Man has nowhere to lay his head. And he said unto another, Follow me. But he said, Lord, suffer me first to go to, and bury my father. And Jesus said unto him, Let the dead bury their dead. Amen. But go thou and preach the kingdom of God. And another also said, Lord, I will follow thee, but... There's no more buts, okay? But let me first go bid them farewell, which are at home at my house. And Jesus said unto him, No man having put his hand on the plow and looking back is fit for the kingdom of God. So this is the, the, the verse that God has given me, verse 62. Amen. And I didn't know how to explain it. Even for myself, you know, the first man who mentioned, uh, who who was mentioned to Jesus that um, he wants to follow him wherever Jesus would want to go, um, referred in Matthew as a scribe. Now Jesus answered him in verse fifty-eight, and Jesus wasn't complaining when he answered him, um, when he mentioned him that uh, you know he doesn't have a place to lay his head, but I believe that he wants the scribe. He wants us to understand that there is a cost attached in following Jesus. He, needs, um, he wants us to be prepared to travel following Jesus to wherever God wants us to be. Amen. The second person Jesus asked to follow him said, Suffer me first to bury my father. But Jesus answers and said, Let the dead bury their dead and go and preach the gospel. The third person said, I will follow you, but let me, let me say goodbye to my family first at home. Amen. So we, we, need, we need to follow Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. Let me focus on what Jesus said in this passage of scriptures. Jesus is telling the first person that wherever he evangelized, wherever Jesus evangelized, wherever he put his place, uh, his head on the ground, that's where, where he lays. He doesn't have a home. He doesn't have a permanent place to, to sleep. He would sleep wherever he would take it would take him amen um, a permanent um, place to stay is a house but he doesn't have that he go around and preach the word of god so wherever he, um, he stops he would sleep there and this is the cost that we that we would need to know that we would need to understand what god wants us to know 
I mean, it's not about laying your head on, on, a, on a pillow, but it's doing the things of God. And wherever it takes you, you will just do what God wants you to do. It doesn't matter if it's hard or not. Amen? Hallelujah. So this is something that God wants us to consider, that it's not always easy to be a servant of God, but there is a great reward for us. Amen? For, 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 for what we're doing for the kingdom of God. To the second person, Jesus said, Follow me, let, me, let the spiritually dead bury the physically dead. Amen? It's not talking about dead and dead, that like dead people. But he, said, he is saying that let the spiritually dead people bury the spiritually dead people. Or the um, physically dead people. Amen? But you go and preach the word. Preach the kingdom of God. You go, don't worry about them, but go and preach the kingdom of God. Amen? And to the third person again who said, Jesus, I will follow you. But let me go back to my family first. Jesus said, when, um, no man putting his hand on the plow and looking back is fit for the kingdom of God. The Lord wants us to consider lots of things. If you are willing to follow Jesus, we need to prepare ourselves. Amen. We need to be prepared to do what God wants us to do. It doesn't matter what it takes. Amen. Or to go wherever God wants us to go. If we want to follow Jesus wherever He wants us to go, we would say, it doesn't matter, Lord. It doesn't matter what I go through, Lord, mighty God. It doesn't matter what I face, Lord Jesus. As long as I can serve you so I can be in the kingdom of kings. Of kings. Hallelujah, Jesus. So I can serve you, Jesus. Follow me and preach the kingdom of God, he said. No man having put his hand on the plow and looking back is fit for the kingdom of God. If if you put your heart in this, don't look back. Because this is the only thing that will lead you to everlasting life. Hallelujah, Jesus. He wants us to focus in his call. Amen. And he wants us to give everything that we have to him. I said, you want to do? Come and follow me. I'm just going to do something, Lord, and... Is that what you want to do? Is that the kingdom you want to, to be part of? Not my kingdom? Let's not get distracted. Amen? Because this world is going to pull us down. Hallelujah. And I'm coming to a close. If I could ask Cassandra to come to the piano for late, please. You know, I can feel that God is speaking to someone this morning. And if I could ask you to stand, you know. We are called to be witnesses for the king of kings to Jerusalem, Samaria, and to the most part of the earth. Amen. And if you have a calling in your life for this ministry, I, I invite you to come to this altar. Amen. If you haven't been baptized in the name of Jesus Christ, because the word of God tells you to be baptized in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. I believe that, that I want to invite you this morning to come to this altar. Hallelujah, Jesus. If you want to surrender your life and your will to God, this altar is open for you. This altar is open for those whoso ever will. You know, God might have been dealing with your heart, but you have been resisting the call of God in your life. I believe that this is the time that you put your hand to the plow and follow Jesus and allow God's word to order all your steps. You know, if God has been dealing with your heart about being baptized in the name of Jesus Christ, this is the right time to make that right decision because that's the only right decision for you this morning.
You might, um, might, you might have refused God's calling before and you are feeling bad. Amen. But I want to tell you this morning, it's never too late to respond to a call. There are lots of factors that can contribute um, to the reason why we would refuse to do what God wants us to do. Maybe you are considering the cost of being a servant of God. And I know there is a lot of cost Lord, that, that can contribute to why we don't want to listen to the word of God or why we don't want to follow God. But I want to tell you that the reward of serving God is great. Amen. Maybe you are afraid of going straight to the call of God. And you need to, all I want to ask you is to pray. Amen. And ask the Lord for guidance and boldness. Ask God for help. Amen. Ask God to help you with your decision. Or maybe you can speak to your leaders. Maybe you can, you can speak to Pastor Butcher. Now Jesus said, there is no man who puts his hand on the plow and looking back is fit for the kingdom of God. Let's not get distracted this morning. Let's put our hands on the plow and put our eyes on the things of God. Amen. Whatever decision you make is up to you. But no one can enter the kingdom of God if you are undecided. If you look back, if you're looking back. But I want you, I want you to pray this morning and ask God to guide you with your decisions. Hallelujah. Everything comes down to your choice. It's your choice. And I believe that all of us here put our hands on the plow. And it's your choice to look ahead or to look back. Don't get distracted. Now, there is nothing good in this world we are living where we could put our hands into. We'd rather put our hands on the word of God. And follow Jesus, as he said, to preach the gospel, to preach the word of God, to preach the kingdom of God into all the world. And I want you to, invite, I want you to come to this altar and present yourselves to God and ask God to reveal his will in your life. Lord, reveal your will in my life. I want to hold on to your word, to your commandments, oh Lord Jesus. Guide me, mold me to what you want me to be, Lord. Hallelujah. Let's present our